If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of The Instance is sponsored by ExpressVPN, creating a secure tunnel between all of your devices and the internet so everything you do online is encrypted. ExpressVPN blocks your internet provider from seeing everything that you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash wow to get three extra months of ExpressVPN protection for free. And by BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash instance. Start living a better life today. <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 637. It is May 6th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Garrett Weinzerl. Garrett, welcome back. Hey, Scott. Good to be back. Happy oh, Friday. man. Happy Friday to you. Look, here's the deal. Last time we spoke, uh, you were on your way or getting close to being on your way to to do some car thing. And uh, Oh, yeah. We need a report yeah. on how this goes because you were like racing your own car sort of against time trials or something. Not other people, right? I mean, like, I guess I don't uh, know. Well, well, yeah. Well, kind of both. Not time travel trials, but there were other people out on the track at the same time. But it was a controlled environment. Uh, so if everyone will entertain a little pre-show banner about our personal lives, yeah, man, I, I went to a I went to a track event with my car, uh, and Katie, my wife, came with me, and she brought her car, yeah. and we both uh, drove drove the snot out of those things, and uh, we got to drive them home. So I'm going to chalk it up to a success. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say nothing. Bro- nothing major broke, or you know, any kind of timing yeah. belts or any of that stuff. I guess you're good. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's a, a track nerd, we went out to the C- uh, Sebring International Speedway here in Florida, pretty, uh, historical and famous track. Um, was it 17 turns? I want to say, um, multi-mile track, uh, you know, depending on everyone asks how fast you go. It's more about how quickly you can go through the turns. Yeah. Um, but on the back straight, uh, my car, the highest speed I saw, cause I'm not staring at my speedo was 120. Oh, wow. That's not Um, bad. That's pretty good. I'm yeah. trying to think if I've ever gone 120 in anything other than an airplane. I don't think I have. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say where or when it happened, but I think I hit 120 in a Mustang I once owned. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. this is definitely the first time hitting 120 in, in this car. I think I hit ni- high 90s in a 280ZX once back in the day when I was a teenager because we were reckless. But uh, I think that's as fast oh, as we've cool ever gone. Cars. So congratulations. You've, um, you've done yeah. it, man. You've done it. Dude, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, probably, and and my my biggest complaint is I liked it too much because it's not cheap. 
No. And I already like, how can I, how can I finagle a way to do it again? Yeah. It feels like golf. Like it's an, once you're in, you're in, you're super obsessed, but it's going to cost you every time you go, man. It's going to be expensive. Yeah. I mean, every, every hobby has its, has its, uh, monetary pitfalls, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. we're going to talk about monetary pitfalls and burning crusades today. We are. There are a couple of monetary potential pit, uh, fit pitfalls and, um, boy, but, uh, yeah. yeah, optional monetary pitfalls. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people who, uh, have very much misread the headlines. So we're going to clear some of that up as well coming up on these side quests the activision blizzard quarter one 2021 investor call was kind of enlightening uh this happens a lot we sometimes comment on these things usually we try to suss out stuff that has to do with the games and what we can learn about uh player population and that sort of stuff and there's a few tidbits in here uh here's a few things we learned we uh, learned for example blizzard is losing millions of players across all of its genres uh, to the tune of about 2 million. There's some funny math in here, though, and we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, it has still stayed profitable, however. Um, that that mean, meaning just the Blizzard side uh, and Activision as a whole have remained profitable despite those losses. Um, but I'll break those down a little bit here. So monthly active users fell from 29 million in February quarter four of 2020. So February last year, uh, that was a 29 million over the, basically the period of the, t- of the pandemic, they're down to 27 million in this quarter's results. And, uh, they noted, uh, as part of this report that it was part of a steady trend for blizzard, which has lost right around 11 million players in the last three years. That number surprised me, um, which is a 29% drop across all titles. Now there's a lot of reasons for this and we'll, we can get into it, but, uh, you know, we're talking about aging games, not a lot of new stuff. The kind of up and down cycle of World of Warcraft means people return and then go and then return and then go. So there's a lot of stuff to, to sort of suss out here. Um, one of the things that we learned was that Overwatch, despite not having a single new map, mode, or character in over a year, has added 11 million players or 10 million players to the game in that time. So that's where the math gets funky to me. If that wasn't true, does that mean they would have lost 12 million players in the last quarter, not two, if it wasn't for those Overwatch gains? I don't know. But that number kind of surprised me. And they just sort of threw it out there. They didn't give any real context for it. Um, I don't know if that's people just logging in. I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know what that means. Like, that's the other problem with all these numbers. We don't actually know what any of this means. Is it people firing up the launcher? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this stuff comes up like every time right there's always certain numbers where you're like well the way they worded this seems extremely specific right um, right but i mean there's, there's no mincing words about how many players they lost i mean 11 million players over three years is it's a lot notable it's notable and to stay profitable hey good on you i don't know how you did it i guess you did it with just you know hearthstone hearthstone i guess yeah hearthstone <laughs> i'm pretty sure hearthstone's the answer to that question oh, you know overwatch but, or uh, rather uh, wow subs you know is, is a is a continual form of revenue for the company and i and i think that in their current state yeah all that makes sense they you know fired most of their pr esports yeah. and community staff well, I, so that helps. I, I would love to see hard numbers for warcraft 3 reforged oh yeah they're never gonna do that dude yeah, yeah, I want to know. I want to know how much it's sold. How many like refunds do they have to kick back to people? You know, that's just a a rotting little data turd in the back of that toilet. Well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> it, there's a part of my brain that goes, you know, it, it was it probably made more money than I think. Probably it always it they was always do. Probably yeah. more successful than I think it is, even though it, it 
permanently occupies a part of my brain that goes, what a mess. Yeah. Uh, I bet it's still made some serious cash. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, when um, freaking cyberpunk came out and everybody was, you know, freaking out about its poor release uh, state, all the bugs, all the problems, not finished, barely ran on old consoles at all. Um, not great on newer ones. And, you know, maybe the PC version was okay. Anyway, during all of that, there was like this mass number of people saying, well, we're getting refunds. And and everybody from Microsoft to Sony and beyond were like, yeah, we're accepting refunds. And in Sony's case, they just removed it from the store uh, entirely. And I don't think it's back yet, which is weird. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, all of that being said, they still made so much money. They made oh, yeah, it was so still breaking money. records. Yeah, which is, I don't know what that says. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't like this idea that a developer can have that rough of a launch and still walk away with millions or maybe even billions in revenue and and then and then have this feeling that, oh, well, that's all we got to do next time. I think that I, I'm I'm giving it, I'm simplifying it too much. These things are more complicated than that. And I guarantee you this, people are a lot more wary of CD Projekt Red at the moment about future projects than they would have been. So you may be only able to pull this off once, maybe twice before people catch on and you're no longer sort of allowed to do this in the marketplace. But, but yeah, in this case, I think in the case of reach Reforged, certain, we're never going to know. Yeah. When you reach a certain height, it's going to take time to start kind of detracting, right? I mean, I think that's what we're seeing here with Blizzard is it's, these are big numbers, but it's over a three-year span. Right. And, uh, and you, you think about the last three years, the press around Blizzard has been pretty bad. Yeah. Like this... This coincides uh, with right around the time BlizzCon 2018 happened. There was already a little bit of um, uh, weird in the water that year because of the way Immortal was handled. But that was the year that right after BlizzCon, they basically fired everybody that had much to do with Heroes, pulled way back. HCC went away. Um the whole bunch of people went away. And then since then, there'd be other layoffs that are like some of the esports stuff that was over, over bloated. That's all been trimmed back. Well, yeah. Cause, uh, 2018, that was the year they had like the send off from Mike Morheim, right? Cause 2019 right. was the most recent BlizzCon we've had in person. And that was the year where Jalen Brack had to come out and that's right. Address. Cause we were, we were freshly post uh, the Blitzchung controversy. Yeah. Blitzchung was still for in the BlizzCon air. 2019. Yep. So yeah, I feel like there, I feel like there's a pattern there and, uh, to me, I don't bring this up very often, and I and it's just my own perception, so this is not a scientific study, okay, everybody? So don't think that Scott knows anything here, really, but I've never been able to shake this. That year, 2018, I was there, and I remember in those opening ceremonies, Morheim, or rather, J. Allen Brack bringing Morheim out and then, and then gesturing to the audience, and we all had those cards we were supposed to hold up that made a giant starcraft symbol or something or his initials in starcraft logo or whatever it was and it clearly didn't work because from the stage you can't see any of that stuff i can tell you that and uh when when they did this and he brought him out uh morheim looked really like uh, taken aback like what are we doing not in a sort of oh you guys you shouldn't have kind of way but more of a what are we doing what, are you, what is this what are we doing and he pulled him out there and then big tall jay allen brax holding his arm and he says puts his arm out, gestures to the audience and says, you did this. <laughs> and, and I remember the look on Morheim's face and his reaction was what he goes, I did what, what did I do? What did I do? Like, it just seemed like the most uncomfortable non celebratory moment 
And to me, that tenor has never left since then. I can't put my finger on it, but that bugged me and has bugged me since. And I and I know this is me reading way too much into a simple 30-second interaction, but there was something about that that I went, ugh, something's weird. And, you know, after that, we kind of have what we have now. So Well, the man did go off to spin off basically the same company again with the people he clearly likes. Yeah. So... Exactly. Exactly. So um, yeah, tell us. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I thought that was awkward at the moment too. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't think about that one nearly as much because I still have a hero show. So I think about the letter from Jalen Brack that came up about a month later. Oh. That's that's where that's what sticks in my craw and will for the rest of time. Yeah, but, that really bummed me out. Um, yeah. One other yeah, one other note just, about all this is they did say they are going to be hiring two thousand new game devs, not QA, not community, not PR, but game developers uh, in all aspects of actual game production. Two thousand people over the next couple of years, and they're going to be fleshing out all the current big franchises, whatever that means. So, I assume this means an injection of new raw development talent into the Warcraft team, the Diablo team, the Overwatch team. Maybe the Call of Duty team. I don't know if they're talking about full Activision here or not, but uh, so yeah, they're hiring new people. And I would assume Chatroom says at minimum wage. No, devs make more than that. Well, it depends what level, but yeah. But if you're hiring an engineer slash programmer for Diablo, you're paying him a lot more than <laughs> minimum wage. I can promise. I can promise that. But uh, no new community folks. Which you know, we we had a big discussion on core about this last night. If you want to hear me rant for a while on that, you can yesterday. I just will say this, that one of the casualties of these changes at Blizzard has been the receding back of any sort of like connective tissue between us and the community people. It's just gotten really weird. I think it really yeah. depends on the game. Um, That's true. Still pretty, That's true. Things are still pretty communicative over on the Hearthstone side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it, in my experience. <laughs> well, part of that's because you um, have you have actual devs on there. Celestalon's a great example. Very front facing, very willing to interact with fans directly. Like there's there's there, that special bit of that sauce is still alive and well on Hearthstone. It seems like to me. Um, yeah, but, and it, it it's it, that that's a difficult one. Like that's one I tend to not read into, or I guess I do read into it, but I read into it a different way. Which is I, I feel like you know we just talked about Capcom leaving, right? Yeah. Um, that type of forward facing, you know, communication skills being kind of part of the community that seems very much to be on the developers if they want to fulfill that role or if they want to be that type of forward facing personality. Because right. we, we noticed a shift after Ben Brode left and it took, you know, it was a little bumpy until, you know, other members of Team Five decided to kind of carry that torch. Um, you know, and Kaplan was very much that for. Overwatch, and we we had AZ Jackson recently for that in Heroes of the Storm. And since AZ Jackson moved over to Diablo 4, Heroes of the Storm has been super, super quiet yeah. until this past week. We've got a new dev that out of nowhere just started communicating on Reddit, and it's delightful. Oh, it's great. Getting, uh, yeah, it kind of feels like the old days again. Who is it? Um, What's their name? Do you know? Uh, goes by Kofalt, and Kofalt. it was revealed that Kofalt's been on the team for quite a while as an ex-pro HOTS player and came in through QA and is now working on the bounce team. Oh, all right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, multiple comments by Kofalt on the Heroes of the Storm subreddit within the last week. But okay, that's um, good. yeah, to bring it back to my point is is that like I, I think it's less of a of a company edict that like every team has X amount of people that are like the face of the game and getting out there and commenting in the subreddit and being 
vocal on Twitter or whatnot, and more, hey, are you PR trained and allowed to be forward facing <laughs> and you want to be cool? Go for it. Right. Um, that's right. the vibe I get. And this is, by the way, based on nothing but my own experience, you know, covering Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, and World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, World of Warcraft to me has always seemed weirdly buttoned up, uh, even though like they're they're pretty good like through official PR means. But I, I don't know over on Hearthstone, like you know, sometimes I, devs are just like they'll just check in out of the blue, yeah, unprompted. Yeah, I, like, um, I really like that. There have been times when WoW had a bit more of that, um, and I would say, yeah, as controversial as he was, both internally and externally. Um, and I mentioned this on the core discussion last night too, but Greg Streep was that for them. He was this vocal forward facing dude that would not only interact with you directly. You could be the lowliest of players and reach out to him on something like Twitter or Facebook. And he would answer your question and do it in like a 12 reply thread and really get into it and sometimes say stuff that I don't think Blizzard was happy he was talking about, but it really made that feel like an open relationship of give and take between the player base and the stuff. And that isn't, I mean, no offense to anybody up there because I really like a lot of the people and they have a lot of great passion as always really talented folks. They just don't have, they're just not that. And so we don't have that. And like you said, it's not mandated. So if it's not mandated, you either get lucky and there's just a talkative dev on the team or there's not. And right now there's just not. Yeah. On the, uh I think the closest thing we have it to in World of Warcraft, but it's it's like strictly on the story side. Is Christy Golden? She's she's awesome on Twitter. She's, she's great. Yeah. She she will is happy to get down in the nerdy dirt with you and talk lore. Yeah. Um. But in terms of devs, yeah, I, I don't I don't see it from from the WoW team, and I never really have other than Ghostcrawler. You you make a really good point with that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's just the kind of thing where I like. That that's the way I see it. Is is I think it's for the most part, it feels like it's up to the devs themselves that they want to be that person. Yeah. And, uh, you talk to anyone who has been in that role, you know, talk to Ben Brode about this. Like it's, it can be taxing. People come at you. Oh, it'll wear you out. I don't know how they do it. Like you have to be a certain kind of personality. And this is not to throw shade on folks like Brian Holinka, who's always been awesome in a public way. And uh, folks like him, it's, he, I think he even still listens to the show. So Brian, if you're listening, I, I just get this impression that they're holding back right now. Like there's just a feeling of just a little bit of, we're going to stay, we're going to hold, we're going to stay right here. Not quite, you know, not quite be as, you know, fan facing as we used to be. And it could be dead wrong. It could be the pandemic. Exactly. All the teams are, it could be a weird, yeah, exactly. It could be a weird combination of pandemic and just the state of things in general that we were already leading up to before the pandemic in terms of Blizzard's restructuring, new president, new new sort of <laughs> more omnipresence of the Activision side involved in everyday activities. Like that kind of stuff was already coming. And of course, it's going to be a little weird. Like I'm not surprised by it. I'm just a little bummed by it. That's all. Time will tell. Yeah. All right, Garrett. Tell me about... Uh, oh, I was going to say this. They also mentioned this. Uh, Blizzard, uh, they they say, or their their segment of revenue grew 7% year over year. So that's pretty good. They had strong growth in the Warcraft franchise with Shadowlands. And uh, they had a substantial increase in scales uh, that they say they haven't seen since the game launched. Uh, or sorry, since Classic launched in 2019. Uh, so what that tells me is Classic is doing well still. And uh, so so did Shadowlands, at least in the reporting quarter. 
Uh, Shadowlands says they say it continues to drive strong results following its record-setting release in November, with his uh, or with first-quarter franchise net bookings growing sharply year over year. Uh, then they went on to talk about how it had strong reach. They talked about uh, high numbers of new players joining the community. Again, no hard numbers about this. Just saying it's you know everything's happy in Warcraft land. Um, some of that struck me as weirdly disconnected from what's actually going on in the community, but whatever. Um, then they, let's see, they, they've added hundreds of developers across the franchises over the past few years. Plus I mentioned that news about 2000 more coming. They said early in the pandemic, Bobby Kotick shared his personal phone number with all blizzard employees in case they needed anything. Uh, I don't know if that means anyone used it or not. I would love to hear some of those calls though. That'd be great. Do you think anyone called him and said, um, you look like that guy from, um, <laughs> are you going to say Moneyball? <laughs> yeah. I can't think of his name though. Who's the actor? Uh, Ah. If it's Moneyball, it's Bobby Kotick. No, no, no. I mean, not him, but the other guy in Moneyball that looks like him. Uh, uh, he got an Academy Award nomination for that or for... for wait, wait, what? Jonah guy Hill. Jonah Hill. That's it. He looks like Jonah Hill. Just go look at a picture of Bobby Kotick and another picture of Jonah Hill and you will be blown away how about how those two I, look the same. You know, I'm going to raise a big fat eyebrow on this one and just say, sure, Scott. I'm sure. telling you, man. I'll find you the comparison shot that I did not long ago. And those two... Those two look the same. It's weird. It's freaking me out. Anyway. Uh, well, I so- can't wait for the Activision Blizzard bi- uh, biopic <laughs> where Jonah Hill will be cast in the role of Bobby Kotick. And yep. he'll probably win an Oscar for it. Yeah. Who would you have play? Um, let's see. Let's, let's think of a high level. Are, are we casting the 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 dramatic, dramatic retelling of the Activision Blizzard takeover? Yep. Yep. We are. We're casting. Uh, um, I think Paul Rudd would be a good Jeff Kaplan. Let's get that in there. Um, oh, you know, it's yeah, not bad, right? I can see that. It's not bad. I can see that. Uh, Metzen will be played by who's a big Viking looking dude. Do that. Whoever that is. Uh, uh, I'd throw a dart at the cast of Vikings. <laughs> Any of those people in the Viking show you want to be Metzen. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I love behind the scenes, like video game stuff like that. I would kill for a tell all movie, the fall of Titan. Uh, what really went on back in the background there? Why did all right, hear me out? I want to, I want Adam Sandler as Mike Morheim doing his, doing his worst Mike Morheim impression. All right. I'm in. I feel like it's kind of in line with his silly voices he would do on us. Yep. I think you're right. That fits. Uh, yep. Metzen would be played by Metzen says the chat room. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'd love that kind of thing. Even a book. I'd take a book at this point. There's a great book about the Doom uh, behind the scenes on on Doom and all the different personalities and the clashes they had and all that. Fantastic read. Forgot the name of the book, though. Um, But anyway, I love that sort of thing. So if they they really did that, it'd be great. I was just thinking yesterday, in an alternate universe, Titan just celebrated its like 11th year or 10th year. Think of that. Had Titan launched right around when they were thinking it was going to. We'd be at like 10 years of Titan. The hot new Blizzard. It was a wild success and Blizzard bought Activision. Yeah. Yes. That's that alternate universe. Yes, they bought out the parent company and flipped the script. This, oh, that I want to go to that timeline, just see how it went. You know, I want to see what's up. Uh, <laughs> it probably doesn't exist. Um, all right, moving on to what? Oh, Hearthstone. Uh, the Hearthstone's latest expansion, Forge and the Barons which launched on March, March 30th is on track to deliver expansion over expansion net bookings growth for the second consecutive uh, release. I don't know what 
I don't know what net bookings are. I, I guess I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is when they say that? I do not. I do right. not. It's some f- uh, highfalutin investor bullshit. And uh, we'll let the audience suss it out. Somebody out there invests a lot and they know what it means. I don't know what it means. Uh, Diablo, ahead of its launch later this year, Diablo 2 Resurrected saw very positive feedback during early testing. And online viewership for the alpha was the highest ever for a Blizzard game test on mobile. Mortal is entering its phase or sorry, its second phase of testing and is on track for global release later this year. And then finally, they said uh, Overwatch um, saw fans around the world return to celebrate players and city uh, city based teams in the opening weekend of the 2021 season of Overwatch League. The league signed a multi-year partnership with Billa B Billa Billy Sports Esports. How do you say that? Billa Billy Billa Billy. I don't like it. I don't like that name. That name's dumb. Anyway, esports <laughs> for exclusive rights to broadcast uh, league games to a platform passionate and growing Overwatch League fan base in China. Uh, of note, they did not bring up Bobby Kotick's half cut in pay, which just happened. He took a massive 50% pay cut, uh, although he's still a millionaire and makes millions. It's just a, it's a huge cut from what it was. He was pushing something close to like $900,000. Or no, I'm sorry. No. I believe he was cut down to something like $900,000 right. a year. It was one or 800000 I think. Something like that. Now I can't find the number, but it was. So they didn't mention that, and they didn't mention the departure of Kaplan. No, nope. uh, this is just a. This strikes me as a. There is no war in Bossing Say. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm with you there on that. Oh, chat room says net booking stands for the amount of advertising orders. Really? Well, how, what would that have to do with? Does that mean like the translation of like we advertise this much our Hearthstone and. We saw net bookings grow. That doesn't make sense. It must mean something else. Uh, Google says something different, and it's equally as confusing. Yeah. I don't know why they... S- well, to me, what you would say is, we had 300 million more people play the game. But if it's not great news like that, then you make up weird words like net bookings, which doesn't mean anything to me. Damn it, Jim. We're nerds, not financial advisors. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Do not take my advice. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I am a horrible person to ask. I made $60 on Dogecoin. Ask me anything. Nice nice job. Well done. I have no cryptocurrency, so there you have it. I had some uh, Robinhood like, uh, free money laying around from like years ago when they sponsored the Angry Chicken. <laughs> and I saw Dogecoin was going up, and I was like, eh, I'll throw this at it and see what happens. Yeah. And it, and and so what? How much was it worth before? And now what is it worth? Uh, well, give me two seconds. But uh, not currently sponsored by Remitted, by the way. So I have no code to give anyone. No, there's no <laughs> codes. There's no codes. Uh, oh, it dove. Oh, <laughs> it right. dove. Okay, I only have thirty four dollars in my account now. All right. I mean, you know, it's kind of free money to play with, so that's all right. Yeah, uh, it's whatever. Crypto's weird. It's whatever. But uh, hey, Scott, yeah. would you want your brand confused with a cartoon dog? No, I would not like my would brand you, confused with a cartoon dog. You don't want people to think of it as dog pants? No, I think that would be, well, mm. if they, <laughs> no, but if they had a cartoon dog named Frog Pants, it'd be the problem. If it was dog pants, that'd be it, all right. That'd be okay. What if it looked like the dog from uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines? <laughs> Dude, that movie's so good. Would that be okay? Yeah, actually. What if it was, lo- uh, what if it was dog pig loaf pants? Uh, then all the robots would break down because they don't know what to make sense of that. And okay. that's what would happen. That's okay. a great well, movie, by the way. A little side recommendation for me and Garrett. Watch the Mitchell's versus the Machines. It's fantastic. We watched that. Kenny and I watched that. We were both rocking 100 plus fevers after our second COVID vax. Jeez. And uh, 
we both almost choked dying during the Furby scene. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, uh, oh my god! Yeah, way better. Uh, anyway, uh, back Very to the good. cartoon dog bit. Yeah. Uh, turns out Blizzard doesn't want Diablo confused with the cartoon dog. Oh, okay. Uh, this feels remarkably like a Jay Leno bit. Have you heard about this, Scott? Have you heard about, you heard about, this? You hear about this? You hear about this? You hear about this? Seeking to protect its long-held trademark, Blizzard has filed a notice of opposition with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to block Fox from trademarking Diablo, one of the canine characters from an upcoming animated series called Housebroken. Mm. <laughs> Hasn't Why? Come out yet. Yeah world am i living in uh yeah so blizzard uh turns out you know they've had diablo trademarks in place since 96 uh green day fans uh, that's when insomniac came out yeah. uh fox applied for its diablo trademark in june of last year looking to use the name and likeness of its animated pupper for stuff like plates dishes pet bowls pet treats pet litter and other tv show merch yeah i mean i get it i would definitely confuse anything involving this with uh, Blizzard's R-rated hellscape dungeon crawling series. Yeah, to me, it, to me, it seems. I guess you got to protect your trademarks or whatever. But like, I don't know how it works with movies versus everything else. In movies, you can we can all go make a movie named uh, Crash, and 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 that's fine. And there are like four movies called Crash, and they're nothing to do with each other. Um, that's just one example. There are many examples. So um, they don't seem to get all worked up about it in film. I suppose if I wanted to make a movie called star Wars, I might have trouble, but I don't know why I would versus something called crash. Like, why is it a different legal standard? I don't know. Um, but there must be someone smarter than us that could tell us this, but basically this is blizzard saying, look, we don't want brand confusion. We don't want to be associated with that dog or whatever. My guess is it's just boilerplate lawyer stuff. And they were going to do this no matter what it was. Um, and that there's really probably in the end no real harm to this because it's totally separate. Yeah. Who cares? I've got Diablo hot sauce upstairs. I don't ever go, I wonder if this is about Blizzard somehow. I never do that. <laughs> right? Like how dumb do you have to yeah. be to do that? So, uh, so yeah. it does seem like something like my grandparents are like, we, we got you this because you like the Diablo. And it's just like some <laughs> random generic hot sauce. It's like, oh, thanks, grandma. Love you. Because you like the Diablo. You like uh, the Diablo. That's sweet. No, I yeah, yeah, this this is probably even if it goes somewhere, I mean maybe they'll have to I don't know. This could be as simple as paperwork was filed to basically do a cease and desist and they may ignore it and then nothing comes of it cuz what's the, it can't be worth this much trouble. But maybe Blizzard's that litigious about this stuff. I, I don't I don't Yeah, know. a lot of times there, there's a certain types of like trademarks too where like the way it's set up you're like you're forced to defend your 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 right. copyright. Right. I got dinged with a cease and desist from um what was it? Tabasco one oh. time for doing a Tabasco parody logo for Weak Sauce oh, back when right. Kyle and I were doing that. Right. I remember that now. I have a Tabasco bottle here somewhere, a big blow up one. Yeah, yeah. I went up. I went down like a big old rabbit hole of like looking up like how their trademark was done, and like my understanding again, not a lawyer, uh, was like the way their trademark was like set up is like if anything was brought to their attention, like the way it's set up is like they have to uh, defend it. Right. So. Right. That makes sense. They were um, they were they were chill about it. Um, Allure for like, real says if Fox owns Diablo for TV, Blizzard may not be able to make their series. Well, no, they just they're just trying to market a character from a show. That's not called Diablo. The the show is called what is it again? Uh, Housebroken. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. Um, but if they want to sell plushies and whatever of that dog, and the dog's named Diablo, that's what they're aiming for. And Blizzard's like, 
well, we want to sell plushies of the Dark Lord. <laughs> we don't want. We don't want to. We don't want to get confused. He's you know, uh, he's he's the the what do you call him the. Um, what does Deckard Cain call him? The prime evil. We can't, we can't be having the prime evil sitting next to some dog in a, in a target vying for your dollars. So yeah, I get it. I get it. But Someone also write in and let me know, like, what did, does this mean? They just can't put the TM next to the tag that says Diablo or can they not put Diablo on the tag at all? Good point. Right. Well, I mean, the, the reason how, the, here's how that plays out. <laughs> But let me know, listeners at home, are you rooting for Fox or are you rooting for Activision Blizzard in this? Uh, uh, while you're doing that, also let me know if you would root for Sauron or Saruman. Because uh-huh. uh, there you go. No. Yeah, we're, that's no well said. Uh, no if relation. I were uh, um, if I were Blizzard in this case, uh, I feel like they have an easy case because they have prior art going all the way back to the early '90s. Um, and prior yes. art is kind well, of a general. And, and they have a trademark filing going back to 96. Right. Like it's on paper. Right. So it seems like you just need to either that or they need to back off marketing the dog, giving him the name Diablo. I don't think you can, I don't think you can mess with that, but if they're going to market it and sell stuff based on it, that's where blizzard goes. Nah, call Get those lawyers. We paid too much money for involved. It's time to get in there. All right. Well, there's your side. It's time to get into the dark portal. Let's get into the dark portal. Everybody. Come on in. The weather's fine. Return to Outland on June 1st in Burning Crusade Classic. Burning Crusade Classic Deluxe, by the way. The Deluxe Edition is going to cost you $69.99. Now, to clear some things up, a lot of these headlines were floating around yesterday saying that if people wanted to play Burning Crusade Classic, they were going to have to belly up 70 bucks to do it. And that is simply not the case. Uh, like the previous edition of uh, WoW Classic, it is free for you to just play, or I guess free as much as you have to have a subscription to World of Warcraft to play it, but it's just there for you to play, and that hasn't changed. This is a optional deal. If you want to get a free boost, $35 value of a boost to level... Well, again, not, not free. It's not included, free. Yeah. It's included in this. It's included in this, and a mount that works both in Burning Crusade and the current uh, you know, Shadowlands modern game that mount and that boost are included in there. And they're basically making that cost exactly what they would cost if you were to buy a $35 boost and a mount from the store. So there's no real discount in the bundle. It's just, do you want these two things? Cool. That's the digital deluxe version. Enjoy. And it comes with some other stuff like there's a Hearthstone. I forgot what the deal with the Hearthstone stuff is. Is it in here? I forget. They may have put this in here. Um, here. Oh, there's a There's a cosmetic hearthstone that has like a dark portal summoning animation and that's what it is okay so here's the actual upgrade uh it'll be available for pre-purchase or purchase on may 18th it includes the reawakened phase hunter mount a creature that draws on the otherworldly energies that transform dranor into outland uh, for use only in burning crusade classic and designed to match the look of the original expansion then there is the viridian phase mount or sorry phase hunter mount a variant for use in modern World of Warcraft, including Shadowlands and reflecting the game's current visual style. So one looks old, the other one looks new. Uh, yeah, basically like old and new textures. Yeah, which is, is fine. Uh, Dark Portal Hearthstone for use in the Burning Crusade Classic, providing a unique visual effect inspired by the gateway between worlds. The Path of Illidan toy for Burning Crusade Classic, which causes your character's footsteps to leave flickering fell fire in the wake for sh- or the wake of your walk for a short time. I still have a bundle of these in my bank from way back then. So I guess I have those in modern WoW as well. 
the Dark Portal Pass, which boosts one character to level 58. Same restrictions as standard uh, or standalone Dark Portal Pass apply. Cannot be combined combined with standalone Dark Portal Pass purchases. So that, again, that's your boost, basically. And then 30 days of time to play the game if you're not currently already subbed. I guess you get the 30 days no matter what if you buy the $69 uh, package. Some have said, that's too much. Others have said, so what? I'll just buy, I don't need it. I'll just play the game. Uh, Garrett, where do you land? Are you are you, uh, are you tempted by the $70 piece of business? Not really. Um, I don't really take issue with the cost of it. I just don't. I don't feel moved by the mount all that much or the, or any other inclusions. I, I think, you know, when you, uh, when you realize that a cost of a burning crusade boost is 40 bucks, you know, I think having this marked up to 70 makes sense, you know, given what we paid for, for in-game goodies in the past. Right. Um, I'm just not all that hyped about the in-game goodies. So yeah. uh, as much as I want to boost, I'll just, I'll just buy a boost for 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, that's what, how much is a boost norm in the normal game? 60. So 60. So this is a, it's, it's a less. $20 discount. Um, you, you will only be able to get it once. Right. Uh, if they stick to their guns and, and, and you know, years from now go, all right, we'll give you another one. Uh, but you know, <laughs> well, if your current now, classic character though is already at 58 to 60 and you're just wanting to get in there, you're good. You're already yeah. there. You don't have to do anything. You just play the game. Going through the dark portal at 58 with greens, though, is challenging. Uh, oh, yeah. So Godspeed. Yeah. Good luck to you. <laughs> Seems like it'll be a little bit rough. I guess the boost will will put you better uh, better off in terms of uh, gear, I would assume. Right? They don't really say, do they? Eh. Well, okay. I'll tell you what they did say. Beyond the dark portal is the blasted land, or in the blasted lands, lies a realm shattered by the machinations of the burning legion. Outland. The once beautiful orc home world of Draenor. Uh, seek out its mysteries beginning on June 1st. That's the other thing. Did we mention that? June 1st. We did. That's the big day. We got a date release, everybody. June 1st. Yes. It's like less than a month from now. So there you go. Uh, before that, however, every hero must make a choice. So as early as May 18th, and that's also the order day, each uh, or after each regional scheduled maintenance, the Burning Crusade Classic pre-expansion patch will be released, and each character must choose at that point to either advance onward into Burning Crusade or move to a classic era realm. Well, you'd still do that. Move to a classic era realm or use the character clone service to play in both games. There's now, a this is a yeah. point of contention with a vocal group of the WoW playing community. Yeah. Have you heard Have you heard about this? A little bit, but you would summarize it for those who so, don't know. If so, right as it stands now, when BC Classic launches, we're going to need to make a decision carry our classic characters forward into Burning Crusade and never be able to send them back to Vanilla Classic, yep, or send them to a Vanilla Classic server where they won't, where you'll never be able to move forward into Burning Crusade, right? However, you can pay $35. If you pay thirty five dollars, it's uh, like it's a fee to clone your character, mm-hmm. or you can keep one on a cl- on a vanilla classic server and get a copy of that character sent over to the Burning Crusade server. Yep. Like I guess technically, it seems like they're all, you're, the way they're writing all these things. It seems like you're stay if you stay, you get moved to the Burning Crusade server, and if you decide to go, it moves you to like a new classic server. Yeah, um, pushes you to the, the left. The, or the wording's a little strange on yeah. all that, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are not stoked about this. They're not um, stoked about the 30 or the idea that your clone costs you money. 
Like, yeah, yeah, because it, it's a little arbitrary. I'm going to agree. My understand, yeah, my understanding to try and summarize what I've, you know, the, the the dissenting opinions that I've seen around the community is that, hey, this tech already exists. We do it all the time in beta. Like we copy our characters to go test them on your PTR. It doesn't seem like it's some big hullabaloo. That's a, a premium event yeah. worth, worth hard earned dollars. Yeah. And yet here, here you are uh, gating this, this, this option uh, behind a $35 wall. Um, and so, yeah, the truth, the truth is that. you advancing past classic and into burning crusade classic is no more technically or otherwise complicated than this clone thing. Like literally in, in, in it's theory, a, in theory, and somebody could correct us if they want to at Blizzard, but my guess is this is a 100% profit option and that they put that in there because they can and that some people are going to pay it. And I'm with them that it's kind of, I don't like it. It's it's a little dastardly. I don't like it. feels like. Yeah, I, I, I'm not against companies making money. Like a lot of times, like, first of all, I, I don't think I have a horse in this race. I don't really care. Um, I have way more personal nostalgia for Burning Crusade than I do for Vanilla, so I'm going to probably take my hunter, move into Burning Crusade, and never look back. Yeah. Um, but I did, you know, before BC Classic got announced and we knew how this was going to work, in my mind, and I mentioned it on the show multiple times, I just assumed this is how it was going to work, yeah. that we were going to be able to leave a copy behind on a Vanilla Classic server and and have a copy go forward on a BC server. Um, so I, I guess my, my gut reaction is I'm probably not going to use this. So it's not affecting me, but I do think 35 is steep. Like if this was like 10, I'd be like, okay, I can get behind that. You want to, you want to profit from your, you know, exciting new classic release. I understand you're a, a money making right. machine to, to me. It's the same. It's like when people get upset about boosts in general or the cost of boosts, there's another factor in those. Those aren't just profit and they're also not just to cover whatever it costs to do it. They're also a, a deterrent in a way and also an incentive in a way, because if a player really values the idea of skipping a bunch of content and starting later, th- that's a good way to gate that because not everybody's going to want to spend that money. So you're not going to overload the thing by everybody doing it. And I think the same is true here except you're literally not letting there's nothing really here that you're paying for i guess you are you're paying to move forward but leaving a clone of you behind shouldn't cost 35 i'm with you 10 15 something like that just make it a little less expensive it's just a little it's a little on the high side that's all yeah we're into our personal takes here you know the facts are out and yeah my personal take is yeah it's a that's a little high i'm not i'm not against them charging for this like i understand them wanting to monetize uh but 35 just strikes me as sticker shock yeah it's a lot of money and just you know maybe (laughs) i guess i shouldn't wonder how they 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 shed 11 million players in three years but are still profitable i guess they still do things that make money and this is one of those so so yeah we'll uh we'll leave that where it is um but anyway this is a thing and if you want to join that global launch it's happening america's europe taiwan korea australia new zealand all at the same time so no matter where you live it is a global simultaneous launch uh they have a whole map up showing different regions you can find out what time that is in your in your time zone but uh any any part yeah. of you any part of you like feeling a a burning desire? None. To, um, to I wish I could say different, but none. I'm I don't have any. I, I have nostalgia for that time, but not not in the kind of way that others who love classic do. Like I just I've played all that. <laughs> like I've done it all, 
And I'm, I've gone on record before with this, and I'm not saying that things are in a great state with modern retail. I'm, I'm bored to death there right now. But, but the game, I like improvements to the game, be they small, incremental, mechanical ones or big, sweeping graphical ones or whatever. Uh, it was a thing of its time, and I'm, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's like saying, ooh, I can't wait to go back and play Super Mario World again because it's my, one of my favorite side-scrolling our uh, platformers of all time and it's still on that list of greatest of all time but i go play it now pull it up on the switch classics thing and i just kind of go oh yeah i did all this i'm not why would i do this now like again i can still feel really fondly about it i just don't want to i don't want to do this again so i don't i, I revisit just that game i feel it. like every five years and and beat it yeah see you're see this and that's when i'm the other point i want to make is clearly there's an audience for this clearly and you're one of them. And there are plenty of people out there who are who are primed for this and ready to roll. And I think that's freaking great. I love it. I just don't think I can do it. I like. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong for your feelings at all, dude. I was just. I was just curious if if with the with the date on the horizon, if there was anything. Right. You're just like, oh, I want a slow and methodical leveling experience. Yeah. I mean, I get. I do like that. But I'm kind so of, I, I hadn't touched classic in a while, and yeah. last week. We were supposed to move Wildcat later Friday, and that got canceled on me. And then we, we decided not to do the instance. And so I was like, "Well, damn, I was kind of like ready to like get hyped on WoW today. Um, I guess I'll just stream Classic, and I stream Classic all day. And man, I, I had a good time. Of course you did. Fun. Yeah, it is fun. There's nothing wrong with any of it. But you know, I've have, I've have similar really strong feelings about my early time in dark age of camelot loved that game played that before wow loved it city of heroes same thing like i really have great fond feelings for all my original mmos and a lot of old games that i would you know that i would love to play back in the day but for some reason i'm just sort of a done it move forward kind of thinker i don't know why it's not again it's not i'm not saying it's the right way the wrong way or any way i'm just saying it's just the way i am and i can't be bothered it's like it's like saying, well, would you rather play Classic or another MMO that gives me a, a methodical leveling experience that I haven't had yet? You know, I'd probably rather do that. But having played most of them or almost all of them, there really isn't any of those anyway that I really want to play. Um, I will say I was tempted just for a second the other day to just check in on uh, Lord of the Rings Online, which is still out there going. Um, I just wanted to just wow, poke I've in. Got that ever existed. <laughs> it's really weird. So I wanted to check yeah, it out. That's no shade. I just like legitimately like yeah. I've never played it. Um, so it's it's been barely ever on my radar. Right. But right. But and and, wow. and this is and the chat room's trying to say, well, it's like watching your favorite show. You always can watch it again. Well, I I definitely feel that with TV shows. They, they brought up TNG in here. I could watch Next Generation a hundred times over and never get bored. I have Seinfeld running on repeat. I love The Simpsons, I love Futurama, I watch repeats of stuff all the time. But it's a passive experience and the idea that it will trigger the exact same thing for me. It just doesn't for me. And it's the same with all games. So this is not a Warcraft problem. I feel this way about just about all of them. I feel fondly about them. I will sometimes like to check in, but do I really want to go like, would I rather play bad? I don't know if this is a perfect example, but would I rather play counter-strike global offensive in its current form? Or would I like to go back and find the old mod for half-life one, install it and play it with those shitty old graphics and, and have that I mean, if again. I could give my buddies from grade school to all get on a come do a land party, that sounds fun as hell. Right. But now, like for for to do that for a long extended period of time, I get that. But also like 
the, the time investment. And that is also just part of the experience for wow versus something like, right. You're right, absolutely right. right. Cause that, cause that doesn't fall involve more people involves community. It's like, it's a whole different bag of worms, but also I think some of this is, I hate to say it, it's kind of a, when it happened to you. Cause if you said to me, Hey, we're all going to get together and play joust all day in an arcade. That sounds great. I would do that all day long. Well, why? Well, because I was 10 and everything is amazing when you're 10. And I, and I can't wait to get back to things and do those things again when I was 10. But I played Burning Crusade in nine or what was the year? Uh, 2007. Was it? Yeah. I believe um, 07 was when it originally released. I had a seven year old, a 10 year old and a 13 year old. I was, I'm well into parenthood. I'm well into like, you know, that phase of my life. And so it doesn't have that same sort of, you know, level of devotion that I might say to me watching super friends or, or playing joust all afternoon or whatever. I think there's something to be said there. So, so, oh, but I, but I get it. I do a whole episode with you about how anything after you like got married <laughs> or like entered, like whatever milestone you would consider, adult life maybe it's moving out of your parents house or or whatever yeah. like everything after that just starts to meld together yeah no you're right and it starts to the time's a funny thing and it feels weird the older you get and it just isn't the same um sunshaft game studios in the chat made a good point it says i was born in 93 and when i was 11 that's when wow came out so that is my memory of wow that's why i'm so diehard about it i get it like I totally get it, dude. If I was eleven when oh, dude, I out, think that's I think that's why I like outside of the Arthas connection, I think that's why like my hardcore wow nostalgia ends after Wrath. Yeah, because shortly after that is uh, when I when I moved back to Florida from California and uh, Katie moved in with me and we're now married. Like that feels like the beginning of adult life for yeah. me. Yeah, and like everything that's happened since then, like I have no nostalgia for what Halo Four came out. I think around in when I moved back to Florida, like uh-huh. I love Halo. Halo is one of my favorite series of all time. Right. I don't think I've ever replayed a Halo past three. Right. I've definitely replayed. Well, yeah, I've replayed Reach. I've replayed Reach. I've replayed oh, Reach. Reach is so good. I haven't replayed any Halo post Bungie Halo. Yeah. 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 And that. And and I mean. There are kids right now, there are 12-year-olds who are so steeped in the Fortnite thing. That's going to be them. In 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, they're going to look back and go, oh, Fortnite, remember that? And they just won't be able to stand not playing more Fortnite. Like, they're just, they're going to have well, the that, same feeling. Yeah, that, that's a game that, like, I'm bracing for it. I'm bracing for, like, in my 50s for them to be like, Fortnite classic, now <laughs> out. Go play Fortnite in its original form before we... Had Travis Scott uh, walk all over it and terraform the planet. <laughs> I love. Actually, I went. I saw a bunch of that. That was cool. That was one of my that, that was cool as yeah, shit. It was like, really cool. I don't like Fortnite at all, but I really like the stuff they do in there. There. I mean, yeah, Fortnite's not my jam either. But like, what they've what they've turned that game into and and its cultural significance. Like, I don't know. You can either be an old grump about it, or you can be like, "That's freaking cool," and I choose the latter. I think it's I don't cool. want to play it though. I don't like the shooting of that. Yeah, game. I don't like it either. I think it play. It's not my game, but I do love the community style stuff they pull off. And a shooter is just insane that they do it in there. And I will yeah. say, uh, Apex Legends three v three arena, pretty good. Their new permanent mode. I need to get in there, dude. I need to play that. It's pretty I'm, good. I'm itching. I'm 
getting the Apex Legends itch again. I have the itch, just I don't care about BR anymore, but that 3v3 like round stuff is kind of my jam. I, I'm having a real good time in there. So I can always be talked into BR with little effort, uh, but... It depends on the day a lot for of my, me. A lot of my buddies aren't playing at the moment, which is why I'm not playing any BRs, but if any, if like, if you were like, yo, let's play PUBG, or yo, let's play uh, Warzone, or yo, let's go play Apex, I'd just be like, all right, if you're gonna lightly twist my arm in a gentle fashion, I guess we'll yeah. I guess we'll go do this. Like, I haven't, I just, I like, I I like haven't played um, I haven't played PUBG in so long. I'll, I'll bet it's like a new experience because there's so much same changed. same. They've got I, I, when I left, they were still only two maps, and the small jungle map had just been like teased. Yeah, I've never been on it. I think they just put crawl through the window tech in it when I last played. That was a long time ago. Crawl through the window? I thought you jump out windows. Uh, maybe jump. You, crawl you, you could get no. into windows, right? Now, like you can climb in, not not up high. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a jump like in. I don't know. I, I, PUBG was my first BR, and uh, I still I still have a really fond place for that. But uh, but Warzone kind of killed it for me. Yeah, Warzone's pretty good. Warzone's Although I haven't checked in on that. Damn. It's so big, dude. You got three hundred gig. I got a game for you. You ready it's for that? Huge. <laughs> yeah. Do you have an entire hard drive to dedicate to this install? <laughs> have I got a game for you? Yeah. Do you have a terabyte just sitting around? Well, good news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you? Anyway. Do you? Uh, so there's that. That's what's going on. Look for it on June 1st, everybody. Your chance to relive the dark portal. Hey, you guys want to talk about our good pals over there at uh, ExpressVPN. And uh, the reason we're going to do that is because I think you need these guys. I do. I mean, look, let me ask you this question. Have you ever wondered why internet access is so much cheaper these days, like 30 to 40 bucks a month or whatever you're paying? It's because internet service providers like Comcast, AT&T, and others aren't just making money off your subscription fees. They're also making money from spying on your activity, to be honest, and selling your history, your data, all that stuff to big tech companies. So what's the best way to make sure that 100% of that data and more importantly, your data is encrypted and that your internet provider can't just get a hold of it and sell it. Well, you guessed it, ExpressVPN. They create a secure tunnel between all your devices and the internet so that everything you do online is encrypted. It reroutes your connection through a secure server. This blocks your internet provider from seeing anything you do online. And, uh, you know, all they can see is that you're connected. And that's it. And it's not just for your phone or your computer. It works on all your devices, your tablet, smart TV, even your router. So your entire family can always stay protected with ExpressVPN. I cannot stress this enough. ExpressVPN is simple to use. It is my favorite thing about it. Your data is your business. Protect it at expressvpn.com slash wow. Visit expressvpn.com slash wow to get three extra months of ExpressVPN protection for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash wow. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. What interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals? Well, there's a way to find out. You connect in a safe and private uh, online environment. It's also very convenient. You can start communicating with less than 48 hours or so. All without ever having to sit in some uncomfortable chair in some waiting room looking for the, the magazine to do a puzzle in. You can just talk, right? BetterHelp is committed to facilitate, facilitating rather great therapeutic matches so they make it easy 
and free to change counselors anytime you might need it. BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise, which may not be locally available in many of your areas that you might live in. Anything you share online is confidential, and BetterHelp is not a crisis self-help line. It's professional counseling. It's really awesome. So go check it out. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash instance. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash instance for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. Mr. Johnson, I have... I have questions. All right. Quick email here from Chris. Not the same Chris that just spoke, but a different Chris. And he wrote into the instance at gmail.com and said the following. Is it okay to feel bored with your favorite MMO? I feel like I'm, (laughs) he says, I feel like I'm cheating on my wife or something. Help me process the guilt I feel and make sense of these strange emotions. Yours and Chris, Chris. Well, Chris, I love his, I love his outro. Uh, Yeah. It totally is. You know what? I've had to come to Jesus moment here with the game a little bit in this regard. Um, I was whenever there was like a downtime in the game before. I don't know, Cata, some of the, the long tail of Cata or Warlords of Draenor problems or whatever. I would get to a point where I'd not be enjoying myself like almost at all, and I would feel this feeling of oh, but you can't feel that way. You can't feel that way. This is World of Warcraft. You can never feel this way. I finally figured out a way to feel that way. It's okay. Like right now, my MMO money is being spent on ESO. Elder Scrolls Online is scratching my itches and in a pretty great way, and I'm really enjoying it. It doesn't mean anything. People bump up against a wall on there, I'm sure, and go, "Ah, I don't want to play this anymore. People do that in FF14 all the time and say, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it's okay. The trick for us is we have a show, and part of the show is talking a lot about that game. And that always made it feel like, well, the you know that somehow the stakes are higher. I can't not be in love with this game because this is every going on. content creator goes through this. Of course, no matter what it is they're doing, you think those Fortnite streamers with sixty thousand concurrent viewers aren't sick of Fortnite? I guarantee they are. Guaranteed it. That's why you've Guaranteed. seen them playing other battle royales. Yes, that's why they'll switch once in a while, and their dro- viewers drop, and then they're feel forced to go back to Fortnite. Like it's just an ugly cycle. But in I finally come to a place where. It's fine. Like I'm at a, I'm bored right now with the game. I just am. And it's okay. And I don't prescribe that boredom to anyone else, nor am I saying it's a sign of the apocalypse or anything. I'm just saying I'm a little bored right now and it'll be on blizzard to make me not bored and I'll see how it goes. But I don't, I don't think you should feel bad. Like you're not meant to, there's no, there's it's no contract so that says you can't feel that way. So feel that way. It's fine. It's it is so normal. There's a there was a great short YouTube video by Adam Savage that came across my YouTube recommended recently and I think it's a little older now, it might be a couple months old, but yeah. it was um he was doing q and I don't know if you ever watch any of Adam Savage's solo stuff on on his YouTube channel. Some of it, yeah. It's good. Um, I like it. He was one of his Q&A ones and and I think the title of the video is something along the lines of um do you regret being a generalist? Yeah. And um, I mean, his long and short of it is no, but he goes into some pretty like deep philosophical thoughts on, you know, being a prop maker that hasn't specialized um, right. and how he, he wouldn't really do it any other way. Right. Um, Personally, I'm with, and, I mean, that style matches my style. I just can't, I can't, same. you know, I can't throw all in in one place and never move. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, a lot of, you know, because like personally, one of the comments I get more than 
anything else is dude how do you how do you do show uh, three shows about three blizzard games like right. and keep up right and 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 the other comment I always get is, oh, why aren't you X rank in Y game? <laughs> like, and those are the two comments I probably get the most. Yeah. Definitely more more the first thing I mentioned than the second. But I, I still get that. People are like, why aren't you legend? Or your level in Heroes of the Storm is only this. And and it's always like, well, I play WoW. I play Heroes. I play Hearthstone. Like, what's, you know, how high have you gotten across those three games? <laughs> and whatever it is that you, you know, yeah. you measure in those games. And um, and, and, but it's, it's funny cause I think about that in tandem with the first thing I said, which is how do you, how do you cover so many games? And I just go, I, I, I think I would have burned out a long time ago if I didn't cover this many games. Yeah. I think yeah. if I only, if I think, I think if I went hard into one game, I don't, I don't think I could have done it, man. Mm, no, I don't, I think no. I would have just been so bored. I would yeah. have lost my mind. I need the I need um, the variety. Plus, I'm fascinated yeah. by all of it. I want to have my finger in everything. I, that sounds bad, but I love, I love all of it. And so you can't p- pigeonhole me. And I get, I ran out of Fs to give a long time ago about this, but there were early days in the instance that if I wasn't doing the exact hot cutting edge freaking uh, raid slash dungeon thing that everybody had to do, that I would feel guilty about that. I'm like, oh, well, I, don't, I haven't, don't have time or this or whatever. I don't care anymore. You guys can say that all you want. People like now who say, well, you guys don't cover the, the pro uh, uh, mythic league stuff enough. Don't care, dude. I don't Same. Care. I like. Same. I mean, I, I love like that MBI, it exists, but I'm I not interested. Watch it casually, but yeah, I have no interest in reporting. I'm on just it. not interested in it. If I was, I'd talk about it. And uh, and even if I was, I guarantee I wouldn't be somebody chasing that that monkey. It's just not my. It's not my thing. So uh, once you, so I don't know if this person's involved in any kind of content creation or any kind of anything, but if. If you, the, if the sooner you can stop giving a poop about somebody, somebody who thinks he knows who you're supposed to be and you're not matching his template, the sooner you can get past that and not care about that, the happier you're going to be. It is a very freeing thing. It's good I advice just for creating content in general. Yeah. Um, it, it, you really like, it is so cheesy and it is such a, a parroted tip, but it's like, you, you have to be yourself. Yeah. Uh, like you have to be true to like your sensibilities and, and kind of what makes you tick and what makes you stoked about things. Um, and just like, let that freak flag fly. That's why I make so many jokes about cars and ska music. Cause you love like it's that. It's very stuff. specific, but that's just how my brain right. categorizes. I get things. it. Totally get it. And I'm, and I agree yeah. with you and I'm, and it, the other thing is people see through it. If you don't, you try to pretend to be a thing you're not, they'll know. And then that was Starcraft for a while. And that's when we quit and started doing Heroes of the Storm content. Yeah, exactly. Second, we were like, oh, we're forcing this. Yeah, I was. That was when my very first podcast, Starcast, was put out to pasture. And that's when Into the Nexus was born. There you have it. Uh, Alora for real said uh, it is actually in the EULA that we can't leave. Wow. So I take everything I've said. Oh, back. yeah. Oh, shoot. I, sh- I knew I should have read that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, what is it, like line 78? Like, if you are a host of the incidents, <laughs> you must always love wow. Yeah. Yep, that sounds right. Also, somebody asked, I don't know who it was, um, if we'll ever start on the There Will Be Dungeons D&D show uh, that I do with Kyle and Bo and John and Kristen, will we ever use Metzen's new rules or Metzen's new rule book uh, and world book? Yes. We're going to get early access to that thing and uh, do some specials with it. I'm very excited. 
So, oh, yeah, it's going to oh. be great. Go check out his Kickstarter, which is still going. I think they're pushing a million now. I thought you were teasing something else in regards to their OV Dungeons. No, although I, I know, know about that one, too. There is, there is one other little thing I could drop about their OV Dungeons. Let's just say that they're guest stars this season. And let's just say one of them is on the ho- on the show with me right now. Let's just say that. See, I didn't give it anything away. I didn't give it anything away. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? What is anyone even talking about? Did you just pull a Johnson? I may have. Uh, okay. Hey, guys at home uh, and gals, check it out. If you want to support this show, you can. We're over at theinstance.net. You'll find the links you need to do it. And you can become an Instance Plus member and get uh, crazy cool stuff in the mail. It's great. Go check it out. It's at theinstance.net. Garrett, before we go this week, we should probably uh, let you talk about uh, anything else going on around your world. Yeah. Hey, if you perked up because you were like, wait, Heroes of the Storm devs are talking to us again, uh, you should check out Into the Nexus. It's a podcast all about Heroes of the Storm that I do uh, with this dude named Kyle Ferguson. Like maybe you've heard him DMing Scott recently mm. on a little podcast that I definitely don't constantly see <laughs> lauded on Twitter called There Will Be Dungeons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you should go check out Into the Nexus. Um, amove.tv is where all of my podcasts are found. Go there. Uh, check it out. Oh, I, you know what? It, it seldom happens. So I will. Po- I would also like to promote that we did a May the 4th special of Let's Talk About Star Wars with Jenny Josephson and Tom Merritt and myself. Mm. Um, we talked about the Bad Batch. We talked about kind of just our thoughts on the state of Star Wars right now. And that's up everywhere you can find podcasts right now. So just go search for Let's Talk About Star Wars. You got the right one. That's awesome. When you search for that. Yeah, of course. Uh, I love that. And it makes me want to ans- ask you this question. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, okay. After you did your May the Fourth special, uh, where is it? <laughs> okay. How many languages do you speak? How many languages do you speak? Just one. Oh. Spanish in high school didn't do well for me. Oh man! And cool car talk. You're good at that. You know what you're doing there. I can t- I, I can find the catalytic converter on a Scion FRS. <laughs> nice. I can't. So you're one up on me. Um, King right. Brokers. Well, <laughs> oh, good. Well, well done, everybody. Uh, thanks for being here. There's lots going on in Frog Pants, all kinds of shows. We mentioned there will be dungeons, but there's plenty more. Um, I keep mentioning Core. A lot of people still may be under the impression that Core is about Heroes of the Storm and only that. It's not at all. In fact, it switched gears completely about two years ago and is about gaming in general, and I'm really proud of where that thing's at. So check that out when you get a second. It's at frogpants.com slash core or wherever you get your podcasts. And a huge thanks to everybody or anybody who listens to this show that supported the Kickstarter that just finished for me for my card game that I made and I'm going to be shipping in June. Uh, to learn more about what you missed or uh, what might happen with that, you can find it over at rockrunners.art. And uh, thank you for your support. It really means a lot to me. All right, that's going to do it for us. The Instance.net is our website. You can also find us on Twitter, Instance Show, Scott Johnson, Garrett Art, and uh, more shows like this at frogpants.com. Join the newsletter, frogpants.club. You'll get all kinds of cool stuff there. That's going to do it. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Okay. Hey. No, this is not.
Okay. Uh, little uh, little pre-show here. Gonna call Garrett. Gonna make a show. Gonna have a good time. There he is. Scott. I can already feel his presence. It's a glorious presence feeling. Felt since three weeks ago, the last time we did one. Was that three weeks? Uh, yeah. No. Two weeks. Right? We skipped two episodes, which means it's been three weeks since we've talked to each other. No. That's Hold how on. it works, Scott. Hold on. The 23rd. We did a show on the 23rd. We did? Yeah. That was only two weeks ago. Yeah. You're crazy, man. We did? Yeah. I could have sworn we skipped two episodes. No. <laughs> no, we didn't. We, were we skipped the 16th, and I, for some reason I thought we skipped the 23rd. It was all together. No, I guess we basically did... We did two two-weekers in a row, but but yeah, only two weeks. Okay. okay. Three would have been insane. Um, insane. Okay. Just kidding. Yeah, I might be getting confused with Wow Killer. We have not done a show in three weeks. Oh, well, that could be that. Could be that. <laughs> yeah, tally, tally canceled on me twice, and then this week I was like, yeah, dude, I just got the vaccine. I know we haven't done a show in a while, but yeah. too bad. How, I feel how, like shit. I heard you got hit pretty pretty good. That means you got a good, uh, strong immune system with a good response. That's what I That's what they tell me. Yeah. I've never been p- more pissed to be a healthy individual. Yeah, I was just a little tired, so I don't know what that says about me, but... Well, probably not the prime probably, of my immunity prime anymore. I don't know. Lay off those parking lot tacos, Scott. Yep. And this can of Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Major Melon. Mm. Mm. I just had a regular Mountain Dew with my Taco Bell. For oh, lunch. that sounds all right. Yeah. I can eat Taco Bell pretty much any time of the day. I've Same. Never, I love it. I don't. I, I unabashedly enjoy Taco Bell, and I don't care who thinks it's a problem. I like it. Unless DoorDash brings it and it's 45 minutes late and soggy and wet, then I don't care. Then I'm not into it. Yeah. Is that a fresh Zoom? No, it is. It is. The one I just put in, it is. It totally is. You just put one in? Oh, no. Nope. This is 23. I didn't. Here you go. The one I just put in <laughs> is <laughs> absolutely just as, fresh. Just as in literally just. That's right. Uh, I don't know why it's not giving you the full preview, but that link is correct. Okay, here we go. I was stuck at the damn garage forever this morning, and I was an idiot because I kept checking back on the notes, being like, I'm going to look at the notes and get ahead in this. I was looking at the template the whole time. I was like, boys. Oh, you're on the template tab. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was waiting till the last minute today to really get those in there. I completely forgot about that. It's all good. Um, I got to remind myself at the top of the show to ask about your car shit, so hold on a second. Um, like I have legit interest in this. So bright. Okay, we're gonna change all that to me. Oh, that's dumb. Exposure is on auto. Let me bring up. There we go. Yeah, that looks better. Whatever you did. That looks better. Yeah. My exposure's on auto, and I can't reach it, so I'm just gonna let it do what it's gonna do. The, The camera I usually use is sitting here. So webcam today. Webcam today. Fancy cam tomorrow. I'm gonna get you. I it's get a cam when I feel like hooking it up again. <laughs> Teleprompter, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I feel you. <clears throat> um, all right, let's see. I think we got everything. Cool man. Um, oh, uh, your your review, your two, your your one paragraph review of the Bad Bunch or whatever it's called, the new <laughs> D- uh, Disney deal. Better than I had any hope it would be. 
Nice. That's what I've heard. I'm not hyped for that show at all. I keep hearing from Star Wars faithful that they're impressed with the first one. It's it's decent. The first episode's great. It's it's like a movie. It's ninety damn minutes long. Um, That's and it awesome. It goes some really interesting places and kind of mines some depths of of uh, the rise of the empire that we haven't we haven't seen before. It it it, it covers some stories that I, I don't really like. They kind of been touched on but not in this way it's 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 a real unique perspective on a on a pretty interesting part of star wars lore i like it that's awesome uh and i hear there's like if you're a fan of uh rebels there's some fun there's some good rebels rebel stuff right up front in this episode there's a really yeah there's a sizable rebels easter egg but i also feel like if you don't know rebels it really works well on its own just as its own little kind of nice vignette oh good that kind of stuff is always best when it can stand on its own that's good yeah, yeah. It's like if you know who the dude is, it's like, oh, that's awesome. And if you don't know who it is, it's still a really effective scene. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I'm happy to hear that because that on paper is my jam, that particular thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the the big, strong, dumb dude, I, yeah. I don't find him funny at all. And I wish they would just write him off the show. Uh, everything else about it, I'm really impressed with. No one likes a big, strong dude until you need a tank. Then everybody yeah, loves it, that it, guy. Yeah. It's, listen, no one's ever going to one up cronk from the emperor's new groove and you should stop trying <laughs> hey hey peter hey, so, so hey either hire patrick warburton or don't have that archetype on your show that's that's my that's my thought on that uh 